But yeah. sometimes it impacted my other planets in my orbit. And I'm like, holy crap, you just knocked out Saturn. Like, <laughs> what, what the hell? Welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, come and join the conversation in our Facebook group. And enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. Today we have another community request, and this is an important one and something that comes up I think everybody can relate to. Mm-hmm. Today's episode is about what to do when you're waiting for an apology that will never come. Yeah. So a lot of people find themselves in a situation where they never receive an apology for something that has been done to them. Mm-hmm. So we had the community request. Why is it so hard for people to admit their wrongdoing and simply apologize? And secondly, how can I meet that need for myself? So we wanted to record this episode to answer those exact questions. Yes. So let's start off with why is it so hard for people to admit their wrongdoing and simply apologize? Well, there's a number of reasons for this and there can be a number of reasons for this, but I'm going to talk about like one or two of them today, which is that people are often taught to equate, I did something wrong with there is something wrong with me. So rather than focusing on the behavior, the thing that they're doing, they're focusing on the identity, like it's who I am as a person. So if someone's been taught this, then quote unquote, admitting they are wrong can negatively impact their perception of their own value need because they perceive there's something wrong with them rather than that they're human and they've done something behaviorally that needs to change, which is true for all of us. Now, the other thing is that this can sometimes be about trying to protect their personal power need because the perception is that they lose power by admitting they're wrong, often because this has been used against them in the past. I'm going to admit for a long time, this was true for me. I didn't want to admit that I was wrong because I felt like somebody else would have power over me if I admitted that I had um, that I was wrong. Um, so the thing about it is, is that not admitting your wrongdoing and not apologizing is actually a really poor attempt to protect your needs. Because if you're, I mean, we've, we've gone through this in a million times, if your actions have harmed somebody else due to the interconnectedness, it will negatively impact your own needs too, even if you aren't aware of it. So learning to acknowledge responsibility and apologizing actually meets our needs, but most people are unaware of this and because of how uncomfortable it feels because they think it's something wrong with them or they feel that disempowered by doing uh, by admitting that they're wrong um that slight discomfort actually stops them from getting to the point where they could really be meeting their needs in a really really much more effective way so the other question was how can i meet that need for myself and that's Basically, how can I meet that need for an apology I'm never going to get for myself? Yes. So first we want to remind you, what is an apology? And an apology is acknowledging, addressing, and making amends for the needs that have been negatively impacted by a behavior, choice, or action, and a commitment to doing everything possible to avoid it being repeated in the future. 
Mm-hmm. So to meet this need for yourself, it's about following the steps to an apology that we addressed in the last episode. And so to go through them again, first you want to act and to- and and addressing them for yourself. Yes, and addressing yeah. them for yourself. Yeah, that's <laughs> actually the key component. So. <laughs> it's like you don't want to go through the steps and apologize to somebody else. You want to do, do this, this and do it for you. Yes, this you is can, all about you right now. You can utilize those steps to address somebody else to meet that need for yourself. Yes. So the first thing you want to do is act to avert further harm. You need to remove yourself from the harmful situation. That is the first step. Absolutely. That's first and foremost. Get yourself out of a harmful situation as soon as you can. The second step is to acknowledge. So the second step is to acknowledge for yourself what the other person did or didn't do and the impact that it had on you. So this often looks like empathizing for yourself uh, for what has happened, so emotionally validating your experience, your experience. It's it's something that's it's such been such a game changer for me personally, being able to empathise with myself and going, actually, you know what, this other person did this, and that's not okay, and the impact on me was it affected this this, and this need I'm feeling frustrated I'm feeling angry I'm feeling sad right now and it's okay that I feel that way because that's a natural human response to somebody having this done to them so having that giving that emotional validation to yourself acknowledging yourself in that way is a very powerful part of this process the third key is to address what happened so meeting the needs that should have been met initially if you're able to do so if you can do this for yourself if you can meet the need that they were meant to meet and they didn't or you can um, meet the need that they compromised in some way by what they did or didn't do, that's you addressing the need for yourself. The fourth step is to make amends. Now, this isn't really about making amends because you haven't done anything wrong, but what you're doing is you're making up for the impact that the other person's actions had to you. So the fourth step is to address that the impact that the incident had on you by looking at what are the what are the 12 universal needs that were impacted to you from their behavior and seeing what you can do to meet those needs for yourself. So remember, same as in, in the last episode where we started talking about the apology, this is not about addressing the initial thing, this is about making amends for the impact to you of the fact that that initial thing in the first place happened. The next step is our fifth step, which is avoid repeating. And so you need to do whatever is necessary to avoid the situation and repeating again. And this can include making a preemptive choice about how you would deal with the situation next Mm -hmm. time to ensure that you're not impacted in the same way. Or one of my favorite things, setting boundaries with the other person. Boundaries, Mm -hmm. boundaries, boundaries. And more boundaries. And more boundaries, (laughs) yes. Boundaries, I just want to jump in here and say like boundaries are the most effective tool when we're in a situation with somebody where we're not going to get an apology that we deserve because it's the best way of us minimizing the impact to them, uh, of them to us in the future and ensuring that that we can't change what they're going to do or not do. But what we can do is we can put boundaries up to protect ourselves and to prevent the impact to us that they might have. The fifth, or the uh, fifth, the sixth step <laughs> is um, to ask what can, ask what more can be done, and you need to do that for yourself. Check in with yourself. Ask yourself, what do I need right now? What else do I need? Right what else now? do I need yeah. right now? And how can I give this to myself? How can I meet this need for myself? Mm-hmm. So you want to check in and ask yourself what more can be done. Yes, and then. The seventh step doesn't go away just because you're doing it for yourself. Mm -hmm. We are going to do the bonus step and go above and beyond. So over the next coming days, weeks, 
take a little extra time to tend to yourself and your needs, yeah. especially those that have been impacted by the situation. Right. You need to rebuild your sense of worth in how you deserve to be treated and continue to heal. It doesn't just stop when you've completed the six steps for yourself. You deserve that go above and beyond. You deserve it in an apology from someone else and you deserve to give it to yourself. And you deserve, and that's the thing is, if you're not going to get it from somewhere else, it's that feeling dependent on somebody else for that healing, for that, um, uh, for things being made right again, for your needs being met again. It's that dependency on somebody else that makes us feel so disempowered and makes it feel like everything is out of our control rather than us being able to say, okay, yes, I do deserve to get it from this person. And in the absence of getting it from them, here's what I can do for myself to create that healing. So... There is, I mean, when we talk about like how you, how do you meet the needs that have been impacted to recover um, uh, from an impact? Like, how do you do that when somebody else has impacted you? How do you do that for yourself? How do you meet those needs for yourself? There's a few little examples we can give you here. So the first is acknowledgement. We talk, we've talked about acknowledgement a lot recently, and we will continue to talk about it a lot because it's a really important need. And I actually spoke about this a little further up in in just in this uh, episode a little earlier, where I talked about self uh, self empathy, where we can empathize with ourselves both for what's happened and for not receiving the apology so that's the thing is that we can we can empathize with ourselves for the impact of the actual actions and behaviors and how that affected us and we can also say you know what actually I feel angry that I haven't had an apology and I can process that anger for myself I can acknowledge I can empathize with that anger for myself and say it's actually natural and right and human. It's a natural human response to feel angry when somebody has done something that's negatively impacted you and then you haven't received a, an apology for it. So that's a natural human response. That's one of the ways that we can empathize with ourselves and meet that acknowledgement need. And the next one is emotional experience and expression. So how do you process the emotions that you're feeling? I just gave an example of anger um, that um, that maybe you um, take some time and you go to a dance class that um, that will get some like move that anger out of your body. Maybe you don't go to a dance class. Maybe you do it in your living room. Maybe you like dance to a song that's going to help you to get like process that anger, to feel it and to express it in a way that works for you. Maybe it's just stomping your feet. Maybe it's screaming into a pillow. There's a whole bunch of different ways that you could do this that will meet the need for yourself to express that uh, that emotion without requiring somebody else to be a part of the process. Uh, and the final example I'm going to give right now is uh, is the value need. So again, the value need tends to take a little bit of a dent, takes, takes a bit of a hit when we know we're worthy of receiving an apology, but the fact that we haven't received it in some respects gets us to question, like, are we worthy of that? Am I, do I really deserve an apology in this situation? Simply reminding yourself that you are worthy um, of, of respect. Simply reminding yourself that you're worthy of being valued. Uh, and you're worthy of an adequate an apology when somebody has done something that has negatively impacted you. That's, those are all ways that you can meet that value need for yourself. It's also important to say it's not only your responsibility to repair, it's not your responsibility to repair the relationship that's been damaged by someone else. Yeah. You can, you can if you want to, and if you choose to, because it works for you to do so, yeah. but it's not your responsibility and not if it comes at a cost to your own needs to do so. So if it's costing you your value, your respect, your security need, mm-hmm. that, that doesn't actually help you. Right. So you only do what is needed for you and what works for you. Absolutely. 
So there's a kind of metaphor or imagery that I give people to help them to understand one of the just a way of navigating your boundaries and the closeness of your relationships with people depending on how safe you feel around them and and obviously this is affected by if they impacted you and they don't address it appropriately it's also effective if they cultivate a relationship with you in a way that feels safe and supportive so what i um the imagery that i always ask people to um to think of in this is what i call the relationship orbits so if you imagine our solar system where you've got the sun at the center of the solar system and then you've got all these other planets that um that orbit around it at differing distances and if you imagine you are the star in your solar system which means that you are at the you are in the middle and the orbits are how close all the other people around you are so you've got some people who will be super super close to the sun um to your to your son to you basically and these are the people who you feel safe with who you trust who you create great close relationships with and then there are going to be other people who are further away now they may be further away because you just don't speak to them as often not because that you don't trust them to be close but just at your the level of interaction the frequency of interaction the time between interaction is such that they're a little bit further away you also will have other people who are further away, even though you may interact with them on a more regular basis, because you don't feel as safe, like you don't want them as close to your son as the others, because you don't know that if you, the example I always gave to Serena, this is a this is a metaphor that really resonated with Serena when I first shared about it, and we'll go into that more in a minute, um, which is that if you imagine if you have someone who's very, very close to the sun, and the planet has got a very tight orbit around it, if they go rogue and all of a sudden do something that's kind of a bit out of left field, if they train, change trajectory without warning, it's much easier and much more likely that they will collide with the sun and affect you directly. So when you have people around you who you don't trust to keep... Ooh, your you orbit got a little out my, of control My there. orbit got massively out of control there. Apologies if you're listening on the audio. That was, uh, I mean, apologies either way, but uh, I'm guessing that was probably quite loud. I just hit the um, uh, the pop screen. On, and that's on what mind. happens when uh, yes. you don't move somebody out of orbit and they go rogue. Absolutely. When they, they go rogue, they into smash you. into you. I mean, way to demonstrate your point, Claire. Great. <laughs> so yeah, if you if someone is very, very close and all of a sudden they do something that, that isn't, at, you want to make sure the people who are closest are the ones who you can trust to maintain an orbit that is going to be safe for you and for them and so if they end up doing something that's like oh my goodness um that 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 is not in alignment with you that doesn't work for you the closer they are to you the more likely they are to impact you and now the thing about the orbits is that um is that if if somebody does something to impact you and your needs but how they address the impact of what happened to you is, is approached appropriately. If they, it's done effectively, if they apologize effectively, if they make amends, if they, um, if they um, avoid things, avoid it being repeated, if they go above and beyond, you might want to keep them close because we're all human. We make mistakes. We've both had situations where we've had relatively relatively significant impacts to the other not massive but we've we've impacted each other at times and but because of how we've dealt with that we trust each other to stay close within those orbits the interesting thing with the orbits is is that people tend to think when i first talk about them that it's almost like a form of punishment it's something you do to other people's or like orbits around you it's like oh no you haven't dealt with me in the right way i'm going to push you right back to the outer orbit so that you're right right out there 
The thing about the orbits is it's not something you do intentionally where you say, oh, actually, I don't want this person close. If somebody acts in a way that you don't trust them and you don't feel safe around them, naturally, they will end up getting more distant. Like you will distance yourself from them in such a way because of how it feels to be around them. It's not safe to allow, allow them close. They will naturally fall into the, the, the further orbits. Um, Likewise, if somebody consistently shows up in a way that where you feel like you can trust them and that you feel that you can um, have them close to you without there being any real significant challenges or worries about impacts, they will naturally become closer in your orbit. It's the reason that most you don't look at somebody most of the time and go, you're going to be my best friend. I'm going to move you close to my orbit. You naturally become close. What happened with the two of us? Like we didn't go looking for someone who was going to be this close as a friend or but we neither of us weren't looking for a business partner that's for sure um but because of how we showed up we naturally our orbits naturally got closer and closer until we're right really tight around each other's orbits now the interesting thing is is that i'm the star in my solar system serena's quite tight got quite a tight orbit around my my star Serena is the star in her solar system, and I'm one of those planets that's got quite a tight, tight, a toit. Toit. <laughs> oh my goodness! That's a new accent. That's, for you. that's a new accent. It's a toit orbit. <laughs> a tight orbit. <laughs> my goodness! A tight orbit around her sun. So this is the thing: is that the, the orbits are just how close or how far away somebody else is. The relationship puts somebody between two people. It's the distance between the relationships. Now the interesting thing is is that you may have different orbits for different uh, in different circumstances so for example there are people who i know i'm pretty tight an orbit around their sun in their world i'm quite a close friend in my world they're a little bit further out not because i don't trust them but just because i don't trust them as much as the people who i do trust who are in my closer orbits and it's not a criticism it's not a um a um something that 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 says there's something wrong with that person or that you don't want to be close to them. It's just something naturally that happens. Now, the thing about it is, is that if somebody doesn't behave in a way, if they don't, if you don't get an apology or you don't get an effective apology or they don't treat you with respect and they don't show that they value you, they will naturally move into a more distant orbit as you no longer feel safe with them. If they continue to behave, behave in unsafe ways, they will continue to be more distant to the point where you may not even be able to see them. It's like, whoa. Is there somebody out there? I think there might be, but I don't know because they just don't have that close of an impact on your uh, in your in your solar system. They're not close enough to be present. Likewise, if they change their behaviour, even if after a period of time, <coughs> excuse me, I've had situations where. Uh, people after some period of time have come back around again and all of a sudden either we've interacted more than we did which was the, it was the level of interaction or they've shown themselves that they've they've changed they've evolved they've developed like, okay okay i feel safer around you now naturally you're going to become closer again so these orbits are continually moving and changing and even someone like serena and i like if i'm if i've done something we've 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 talked about um the times where we've screwed up with each other if i've had that i've been an asshole moment I may just move ever such a, like there might be a slight fractional movement back out. And then once I deal with it, I may move back in again, or it may take a little while to move back in again. It's like those, these orbits are constantly moving and changing. And I know that this was something that really resonated with you when I first mentioned it um, with, with, um, with various people in your life. Um, the family dynamic was one of the areas that mm -hmm. it was the hardest thing to conceptualize, but it was really where this orbit um, kind of analogy helped out and came into play for me because yeah. when it's family you're like 
Well, I have to. I have to keep them. They should be close because they're family, right? Right. You you think your orbit is your closest people. Your family's in that center orbit just because they're your family. No. Doesn't have to be that way. And, and often I, isn't, actually. It's, yeah, it's actually detrimental to your needs to keep can be it can it be can detrimental be. it can't yes. depending on the dynamics and how they show up and how you show up and everything yes because what was happening with me is i had family members i was really really close with but i noticed i kept getting impacted and i kept feeling these blows like and side swiped side swiped yeah. and it was oh the grace of their family okay mm -hmm. they're at a different stage give they're them more latitude all of the things, mm -hmm. all the excuses. Yeah. And I'm like, because I, I, I have to. I mm -hmm. have to be there. I have to be this person for them. I have, I have, I have to, I have to. I have to have them close because they're family. That's yeah. not the case. Mm -mm. What I was able to do through this analogy is once I got impacted, I'm like, ouch, <laughs> that hurts. Yeah. I don't want that anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm going to move you out a little further. Well, and it was interesting how... I don't think it was that you consciously moved them out. I think it was that you stopped forcing them to be somewhere that wasn't appropriate. Yeah. Like you gave yourself permission to say, they don't have to be here mm -hmm. just because I'm just because they're family. And as soon as you remove that, that kind of um, sense of duty and responsibility that they, that, that obligation to have them close, they naturally moved out as a consequence of their behavior. It wasn't something where you went, oh no, you need to be further out. You just stopped keeping them somewhere. It was never appropriate for them to be. Absolutely. And it took a couple of different, couple of different orbits for some of um, <laughs> the people where I wanted them, I, everything in me wanted them close. And I was like, no, no, I can't have you impacting me. So I move them a little further out. Yeah. And then when they went rogue, it didn't impact me. But yeah. sometimes it impacted my other planets in my orbit. And I'm like, holy crap, you just knocked out Saturn. Like, what, <laughs> what the hell? So then they moved. And Saturn's got the rings. It's so pretty. You don't right? want that getting knocked out, do you? Like, come on. Like, I worked hard for this solar system I've got here. <laughs> so then you move them out a little bit more. And I started to realize... I'm not moving them out of the, the, my life at all. Like, I can still see you. I still want to see you in my orbit. I just can't have you that close where you're impacting me, where you're impacting my other people, where mm -hmm. you're impacting the different things. And it's okay. Right. And there is that room for, hey, maybe something happens. Maybe apologies come. Maybe. Um, growth it, happens. Yeah, growth, mm -hmm. knowledge, mm -hmm. experience, awareness. awareness. Mm -hmm. And it can, it can, oops, I'm, I, my, oh, we're, we're, we're all impacting today. We're all impacting our <laughs> All orbits. the orbits are being impacted. <laughs> um, but, and it can go, it can be in and out and that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay because what it is, is me protecting myself, right. my son, and mm -hmm. my, the orbit that's and around And by son, me. we mean the star, the not star. the little boy. <laughs> yes. Because that sounded like, your son? Like, that's news? Me as <laughs> yes. the son. As the son, the star, yes. <laughs> That sounds definitely more apt. Yeah, and, and I think that's the thing is that we have to remember that this is something, it's not something we're going, oh, you need to be back there. It's as a consequence of their behaviors, they naturally shift back to that place because that's where they can be in a way that's not going to impact everybody else. And as you said, it's also the, they never should have been this close. Like right. they, they, they haven't shown, they haven't shown up to be this close yeah. to me and I've let them there. Yeah. Okay. All right. I see you. Yeah. I see your rogue little ass. 
and I, I see me <laughs> and I see what I've done that's allowed you to be there mm-hmm. and so I'm gonna I'm no longer gonna do, gonna do that and that allows you to naturally fall back to the place where it's it's comfortable and it's safe for you and the people around you and if they want to get closer it's about them learning how to do it in a way that works for both parties as it with as it is with every relationship it's in the same thing if you wanted to get closer into their orbit you would have to figure out how to do that in a way that works for both people and there is a flip side to it too like it's to protect you to protect your star it also protects that other person too right. because every time they impact you that's impacting their needs whether yes. they realize it or not so moving somebody to where they ought to be in your orbit isn't a punishment right it's actually just making it healthy for both people yes yeah it's and it, to find a way it was like here's where we are right now and you can be intentional about it and be like okay we want to get closer how do we do that and that's the thing that's been amazing in the relationships that i've had that are particularly close in my life is that both parties have been interested in finding out how do we do this how do we get closer in a way that we're not going to negatively impact each other and so you can be conscious and intentional about moving closer if you want to be um it's something that is within the the power of like the like the dialogue of around these kind of relationships that allow us to do that like it allows us to to figure out okay well if i'm i, I want to be closer to you and i'm i don't i don't feel that right now um i mean i've had relationships with people where i've not i haven't had the capacity to show up in the way that they've needed me to and it hasn't worked for them to be at the distance which they've been because it didn't work in their world and they've actually chosen to step out of the orbit and it's like okay I understand that's not what my choice would have been it's not what I would have liked but I understand that my capacity doesn't doesn't align with what it is that you want and need in our friendship and in our relationship and likewise I've had other people who are like I would I want to be close to you how do I figure out how to do that And because we both in those situations where we've both done that it's created these really beautiful close meaningful mutually fulfilling relationships mm-hmm. so I know that just looking at this kind of overall thing rather than specifically the orbits but the what to do when you're waiting for an apology that you that will never come you've had kind of I mean you've had a couple of experiences with this but there's one in particular with a with a friend that that but there was there was a huge yeah, I I mean she was the, this person was a friend at one point. Yes, they were um, a friend at one point. And um and I think that and the interesting thing is is this was a very charged situation at one point for a very long time where it was having a, a serious effect on you. And like, do you want to speak a little bit to how this process has shifted that for you? Absolutely. Um. So as Claire said, you know, I was friends with somebody, and we were we had a great relationship, and then I started having these little started little it was like ow Mm. oh never an apology never even an acknowledgement that there was anything wrong um always an acknowledgement when somebody else did something wrong but Mm. the ownership was never with that person yeah and the little pokes that were like "Mm, it started being like ow ow like are you fucking kidding me what like and it got to that point where there was a are you fucking kidding me moment and Mm -hmm. there was an apology that there were many apologies deserved, but there was one I was waiting for. And I was never gonna get it. And actually, it's a little bit like that analogy I gave earlier where there were like, all those little ones were like those little cracks. And then there was that big one that that created this big break. Mm-hmm. And that, um, and because 
I mean, you knew because there were none for any of the little ones. This, I mean, it was never going to come. It was just not that person's way. They were not just, they just weren't going to do it. And maybe if we had, if I had taken those little pokes and been like, oh, I don't like that. I either would have figured it out sooner that yes. this relationship was never getting apologies. Like that's how this person operated. Or we could have fixed it and moved mm. on. But it became compounded and right. little fractures just turned into it shattering into mm-hmm. a mess of rubble. And I still had mutual friends in this friend group. So we were in the same spaces. So every time I came into that space and I was confronted, I was getting impacted even if that person wasn't like, we could be two ships in the night barely seeing each other. But I was like, ow, just their presence. It brought back the emotions, the feelings. Triggering and very charged. It was triggered. It was charged. It led me to start being a person that I wasn't really liking. I started Mm -hmm. to to try to express that. I wasn't doing it for myself. I was like, okay, let me tell this person. Let me tell this person. Not to gossip, but just to be like, these emotions are here and I need this rectified. And then I went through the program. It's like, wait a minute. I actually don't need you. I don't need you to apologize. That would be really nice and it's Mm -hmm. deserved and I know I deserve that. Yeah. But what I can do is I can start meeting my needs that she had impacted. I can acknowledge. I can acknowledge how I feel about it, how I feel about what I believe I deserve in an apology. And I was able to give myself the things that I wasn't getting. Right. And came to a point, I can be in a room with that person I have no feelings. I'm like, okay. Like, there's there's no charge. There's no immediate trigger. There's no, like, yes, yeah, sometimes the presence is just annoying because... It doesn't, it's it's someone who doesn't show up in the way that you would choose to spend with the, with the, for the people you want to spend time with. And after continuous impact, it's yeah. like, yeah, n- no, we've, like, that bridge has been blown up and, like, just... That's not how what I deserve as yeah. a friend. It's not what anybody deserves as a friend. And it was really, I mean, it was it was very um, powerful for me watching you to, to see how much charge there was and how triggered um, that that you were around that thing, and to see that you being able to to heal that trigger for yourself by meeting the needs that have been impacted and also make choices about where were the boundaries? What were you, like, how were you going to deal with this person? Were you going to, and the boundaries changed. Like at Mm -hmm. one point it was like, I don't, like that person's going to be there. I'm just not going to be there. It's not going to work for me. Mm -hmm. And then there were future times where it's like, actually, you know what? I can be there and I just, I just don't need to engage. And then it became, actually, I can engage as if like she was somebody else. Mm -hmm. And it's just some, just some, stranger on the street that I've just met who I would be polite and friendly to and everything and I can engage at that level I just don't want a close friendship and relationship and it was really lovely watching you kind of go through that and the 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 orbits changing but also how all the way through that I watched you in terms of like okay here are the things that I hit what's coming up it's this need okay I don't make that for myself and it allowed you to create some healing for yourself around the needs that were impacted where you were never going to get support from the other person to help support you with doing that. And it really did come kind of full circle where mm. I've been in the presence of this person and actually enjoyed them. Like it's yes. like from yeah. a point where I would cringe being around them just because, and it wasn't 
it was because I was constantly scared, like, what's going to happen next? When, yeah. How is this going to impact me again? Or yeah. what new is going to come? And now it's like, that was, that was that. I gave myself the apology needed. I cleared it for myself. Right. And also because of the boundaries, you could enjoy that person without fear of them creating further impacts. Yes. So... So yeah, I mean, we thought this would be a really helpful and important episode. We've all been there. I've been there. Serena's been there where you've had that situation where something's happened. It's like, whoa, yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to get an apology for that. So we wanted to give you a way of being able to support yourself in those situations. Of course you deserve it. Of course, it would be great if you could get that from that other person. But by removing that dependency and creating the healing around those needs for yourself without that other person needing to be involved and creating the boundaries and putting them in the right orbit so that they won't impact and affect you again in the future or will you'll minimize the risk of that. That's how you support yourself in these ways. And it's, I mean, this has helped me immeasurably. It's helped Serena immeasurably. It's helped other people we work with immeasurably. So we hope that it's helpful for you too. Um, anything else you want to say before we finish up? No. 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 Okay. <laughs> thank so, you for being good at apology. Oh, thank you. I mean, I think that, and it's interesting how we've learned better how to apologize by apologizing to each other as frequently Absolutely. as we do. Um, and it's, and like, I don't mean that frequently is like, we like, we're always like assholes to each other. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Um, but what I'm saying here is that, that because we clear the little things and we apologize around the little things, it means that when the big things come up, it's so much easier. And we, and we're, because it's so, we've, we've got it down where we're effective at doing it now. It means those big things aren't as charged, aren't as triggered as they could be. And they get moved through with relative ease. So, um, yeah, thank you for that too. I love it. Okay. So that's it for today. Um, this is the last in our little mini series on apologies. Um, we will be back again next week. Um, if there's anything you want to hear about, let us know. And in the, in the meantime, like, thank you for being here. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We love you. Stay safe. And between now and next time, remember to keep meeting your needs. Lots of love. Have a good one, guys. Bye. That's it for today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and give us a written review. As it will help more people find us. And remember, when you understand that an apology is taking care of the needs that have been negatively impacted, you can give this to yourself. Well, shit, it really is that simple.